Welcome to the Bob Harden Show, bringing you news and commentary to keep you informed and enjoying life on the Paradise Coast. And now, here's your host, Bob Harden. Good morning. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning. Johnson's Air Conditioning is Naples' longest established air conditioning company. You should give them a call. You can visit the website johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. We have terrific guests for today's show, including William Yateman. He's a senior legal fellow at the Pacific Legal Foundation. We'll be talking about things going on in Capitol Hill. Brian Gamble is with a terrific organization, the America Project. We'll find out about the America Project. Megan Rose, CEO of Better Together. You can't believe the faith-based work they're doing in terms of uh, helping people in crisis, families. Just terrific. We'll visit with Megan Rose as well as Larry Bell, endowed professor at the University of Houston in space architecture and author of, I think, about 12 books. His latest, Architectures Beyond Boxes and Boundaries, My Life by Design by Professor Larry Bell. It is October the 14th, and on this day in 1962, 60 years ago, the Cuban Missile Crisis began uh, bringing the United States and the Soviet Union to the brink of nuclear conflict. Photographs taken by high-altitude U-2 spy planes offered incontrovertible evidence that the Soviet-made medium-range missiles in Cuba, capable of carrying nuclear warheads, were now stationed 90 miles off of the American coastline. Tensions between the United States and the Soviet Union over Cuba had been steadily increasing since the failed April 1961 Bay of Pigs invasion in which Cuban refugees, armed and trained by the United States, landed in Cuba and attempted to overthrow the government of Fidel Castro. Though the invasion did not succeed, Castro was convinced that the United States would try again and set out to get many more military, much more military assistance from the Soviet Union. During the next year, the number of Soviet advisors in Cuba rose to more than 20,000. Rumors began that Russia was also moving missiles and strategic bombers onto the island. Russian leader Nikita Khrushchev may have decided to so dramatically up the stakes that the Cold War for uh, several reasons. He may have believed the United States was indeed going to invade Cuba and provided the weapons as a deterrent. Facing the criticism at home from a more hardline members of the Soviet communist hierarchy, he may have, though, had a tough stand. Might he win, might win him some support. Khrushchev also had uh, always resented that U.S. nuclear missiles were stationed near the Soviet Union, for example, Turkey, and put missiles in Cuba might have been his way of redressing the imbalance. Two days after the pictures were taken, after being developed and analyzed by intelligence officers, they were presented to President Kennedy. During the next two weeks, the United States and the Soviet Union would become as close to nuclear war as they ever had, and a fearful world awaited the outcome. As we're kind of doing right now when we consider what's going on in uh, Ukraine and uh, Vladimir Putin 60 years ago. Cuban Missile Crisis. Well, Governor Ron DeSantis said he's disappointed in the jury's recommendation to sentence 24-year-old Parkland school shooter Nicholas Cruz to life in prison, who pled guilty to killing 17 people in the 2018 Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School shooting. At the beginning of an unrelated press conference in Cape Coral, DeSantis said the decision stings and is not what they were hoping for. He said that he is disappointed in the jury's recommendation to sentence 24-year-old Parkland school shooter Nicholas Cruz to life in prison. I just don't think anything else is appropriate except the capital sentence in this case, and so I was very disappointed to see that, said DeSantis. I think uh, parents of the uh, Parkland kids were also uh, who were killed that day were also very disappointed and infuriated uh, by the re- by the decision. Well, prices paid by U.S. households surged higher uh, in September as the wide range of goods and services became more expensive. Prices rose 8.2% compared with a year earlier, the latest consumer price in- index showed yesterday. Evidence that the price stability uh, sought by the Federal Reserve remains an elusive and distant destination. Compared with August, prices were up 0.4%, the Labor Department's uh, Bureau of Labor Statistics said. Core CPI, which strips out volatile food and energy prices, rose 6.6% compared with a year ago. 
That's the highest rate of core inflation since 1982, surpassing the recent 6.4% high hit in February and March. For the month, core prices were up 0.6%. That's a lot. The monthly figures show inflation is accelerating. After falling to zero in July, the headline consumer price index had risen for two straight months. In August, it was rising at a 0.12% rate. Core prices were up 0.31% in July and 0.56% in August. The news sent stock futures price plunging. It's a very interesting situation. The futures were up several hundred uh, before the announcement. The announcement was made about the uh, inflation. Uh, uh, futures went down to about minus 500 and ended the day up 2%. 2%. I mean, the, the Dow Jones Industrial Average was up over 800 points. Just wild swings. The market implied odds of a 70.5 basis point hike at the Fed's next meeting rose from 84% to 99%. And the odds of another 75-point hike in December nearly doubled to, 6, uh, to 62%. The economy has been experiencing the worst inflation over the last 40 years, excluding this year. The September year-over-year figure is the highest since 1981. Boy, not a, not a good combo for uh, the president and uh, the Democrat Party going into the midterms. Wages, of course, have not kept up with inflation. As a result, real wages have fallen. In September, real wages fell 0.1%, the result of a 0.3% increase in wages and a 0.4% price increase. Real average hourly earnings decreased 3% over the past 12 months. That's a lot. The Fed sees the labor market as highly imbalanced, uh, with demand for workers outstripping the supply, contributing to the inflationary pressures. Unemployment has been extremely low by the historical standards and fell to point, uh, to 3.5% in September. Job vacancies fell by 1.1 million in September, but remained extremely high by historical standards. The ratio of job vacancies to unemployed persons stands at 1.7, an historically unprecedented level prior to the post-pandemic period. The summer is, uh, uh, this summer it was a high at 2 to 1. A normal level is considered 1 to 1. So I don't know what's happened to people. They just decided they don't want to work anymore. It's, it's kind of amazing. The uh, workforce is shrinking and unemployment is very low. Economists are divided about what caused the current surge in inflation. Well, I can tell them it's basically the energy prices and policies of this administration, not only driving up the cost of energy at the pump and other places uh, for our uh, heat and electricity and cooling and so forth, but also it's uh, driving up the cost of food and you name it. We'll call this Bidenflation is what they're naming this. Capitol Hill Democrats recently passed a piece of legislation pushed by the Biden White House called Inflation Reduction Act, which basically just exacerbates the problem of inflation. So there you have it. The table is set for the midterms, and people are feeling it not only at the pump, but also uh, at the store and uh, everywhere. Real wages down. Millions of Social Security recipients will get about 8.7% boost in benefits in 2023. That's an historic increase fueled by inflation. That's an increase in, in uh, welcome news for American retirees and others, but it's tempered by the fact that it's fueled by record high inflation that's raised the cost of everyday living. About 70 million people, including retirees, disabled people, and children, receive Social Security benefits. This will be the biggest increase in benefits that the baby boomers, those born between 46 and 64, have ever seen. Next year's payout without an accompanying increase in Social Security contributions could put additional pressure on the system that's facing a severe shortfall in coming years. The additional Social Security and Medicare trustee report released in June said the program trust fund will be unable to pay full benefits in 2035. If the trust fund is depleted, the government will pay uh, out only 80% of scheduled benefits. Yeah, that's uh, just talk about exacerbating the problem. There's a confluence of all kinds of things, $31 trillion in debt that are leading to uh, financial collapse in this country. We need to do something, need to get uh, the power back. Well, this is an interesting story. InfoWars host Alex Jones' civil def dis uh, defamation trial concluded Wednesday with the jury ordering Jones to pay $965 million to families for defamation damages and emotional stress damages. 
The case was brought before the, uh, by the families of the Sandy Hook Massacre in 2012. The jury decided that Jones would pay $965 million as fair, just, and reasonable damages. The payments would go to numerous families of victims of the massacre. Jones claimed that the shooting was orchestrated, that the family's members were actors who faked the tragedy, tragedy and the Connecticut jury said on Wednesday. This is the second multi-million dollar verdict against Jones. In just two months, in August, Jones was ordered to pay millions to Sandy Hook parents in the cases, in a case in Austin, Texas, where he operates InfoWars Info from. The verdict was delivered after three weeks of testimony. It's a live video reaction on InfoWars. Jones called the verdict a political joke and said they actually believe they're getting this money. It's like they believe all, all their own stuff. Jones also said he would be disappointed if the figure did not reach a billion dollars and compared to the amounts to getting uh, blood out of a stone. In, in a separate interview, I, uh, he said that I've got $1.3 million in the bank. You know, he's, he's already declared bankruptcy with one of his country's companies. So the money's just not there. They're just trying to silence him, in my opinion. By the way, The Great Reset, which is a book that I just completed reading, is really worth reading. The guy's really bright. I don't know about what he said about Sandy Hook, and uh, if he said what, he, what they're reporting that he said, that's, that was pretty off the rails. He shouldn't have said it. But uh, irrespective, uh, they're not going to get that kind of money. I'm, I'm sure the attorneys are going to be disappointed when they find out, you know, you just can't squeeze blood from a stone. Well, Todd Bowles, head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, spoke to the press about the Bucs' upcoming game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. He had an extensive football career by any measure. He was signed by the Washington Redskins as an undrafted free agent in 86 and played in the league for seven years, including Washington Super Bowl. Bowles was asked about his relationship with Steelers coach Tomlin and being one of the four black head coaches in the NFL. You and Mike Tomlin are two of the few black head coaches in the league. I wonder what your relationship is like with him. Bowles responded to the woke question perfectly. I have a very good relationship with Tomlin. We don't look at the color We just uh, when we are coaching against each other. We know each other. I have a lot of good uh, white uh, friends that coach in the league as well. I don't think it's a big deal as far as coaching uh, each other. I think it's normal. He added, we coach ball, we don't look at color. Helpful white ESPN reporter Jenna Lane race-plained to Bowles about the significance of his race, saying, but you also understand the representation matters too, right? And that when, uh, when aspiring coaches or even football players, they see you guys, you know they see someone who looks at them and they grew up like them, that has to mean something. The exasperation of Bowles' face during the lecture on race said everything, and Bowles responded was, was fire. Well, when you say you guys see you guys and look like them and grew up like them, means that we are oddballs to begin with, and I think the minute you guys stop making a big deal about it, everybody else will. <laughs> Ouch. Todd Bowles' perfect response to the woke media. This segment of the show brought to you by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning, Naples' longest established air conditioning company. I hope you'll visit johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. Coming up, we're going to be visiting uh, with... Uh, <laughs> i got to scroll down here. Let me see. Oh, we're going to visit with William Yateman. He is a senior fellow at the... Uh, Pacific Legal Foundation. We're going to do that and more right here in the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. I'm Bob Harden, the host of The Bob Harden Show. One of my favorites for breakfast or lunch is Lulabee's Diner, providing great service, fabulous food, and a rockin' good time. Lulabee's Diner is a throwback to the 60s, complete with great music and a fabulous 60s decor. What I like best is a blend of great food, great value, and terrific service. Most of the friendly waitstaff has been part of Lulabee's for years. I enjoy the great choices for breakfast and lunch, and you'll find the menu has everything and anything to satisfy your taste. Lulabee's offers catering, party platters, lunch boxes, and more. Lulabee's Diner will quickly become one of your favorites for breakfast or lunch. No reservations are needed. Check out the website 
website at lulubees.com and stop by Lulubees Diner, open from 8 a.m. until 2 p.m. seven days a week. Lulubees Diner in the Green Tree Shopping Center at the corner of Immokalee and Airport Pulling Roads. Stop by Lulubees Diner for fabulous food and for a forever cool rockin' good time. Collier County Sheriff Kevin Rambaugh says the number one reason the elderly become victims is isolation. The Collier Senior Center goes a long way in keeping seniors connected with the community and with each other. The Collier Senior Center, located at 4898 Coronado Parkway in Golden Gate, provides comprehensive information regarding services and resources that affect the quality of life of older adults and their caregivers in Collier County, empowering them to maintain independent and meaningful lives. Here's Esther Lully, director of Collier Senior Center. Everyone, every senior is welcome. There's diversity there. It's vibrant. It's a caring atmosphere. So there's a reason we offer the services and programs that we do. We want to help enrich the lives of senior members and provide support to their caregivers. Want to find out more? Visit CollierSeniorCenter.org. That's CollierSeniorCenter.org. Or call the Collier Senior Center at 239-252-4541. That's 252-4541. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harton. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Gulf Shore Playhouse, bringing you professional New York-style theater at its very best. And you can find out more and get tickets by visiting the website, golfshoreplayhouse.org. Coming up, we're going to be visiting with Brian Gamble. He is with the America Project, an interesting organization. Right now we have with us William Yateman. He's a senior legal fellow at the Pacific Legal Foundation. William, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me on, Bob. Always a pleasure. Tell us about the Pacific Legal Foundation. You bet. Um, So we're a public interest law firm, and we're located all over the country, and we defend Americans from government overreach and abuse. What a fantastic mission that is. That is a lot of that going on right now. It's a big market, isn't it? (laughs) Here, here. I should add very briefly, you know, we've been doing this for a couple years now. Um, I was at Guy four wonderful years at Cato, the Cato Institute. Um, loved working there, but PLF made me an offer I could not refuse, um, in particular, uh, you know, to promote their, their their fantastic mission, but also the opportunity to work with my gorgeous wife. Fantastic. Communications Outstanding. So, wait, let's talk about what's going on in Capitol Hill. And uh, so it looks like everybody's out campaigning for the midterms. So I want to get your thoughts and, and prognosis on what's going on. Hell, you, you bet. So exactly right. Um, I, we're about a month out from the midterm, so that is occupying all the lawmakers' minds. Um, as to prognosticating the outcome, uh, historically speaking, the two most important factors you know, in determining the outcome of these midterm elections is the president's popularity and the state of the economy. And both of those factors militate heavily against the Democratic Party's success in, you know, in November. Um, now, to what extent are we looking at a, perhaps a GOP takeover of the House, which seems pretty certain, um, or perhaps a red wave, you know, uh, you know, up to 40 seats in the House and, and control of the Senate? Um, that's tough to, tough to guess this far out. And I'll note, note here, uh, in large part, that's due to the, the unreliable, unreliability of the polls. Yeah. Um, and this always seems to skew in one direction in particular, that is, you know, to, to make... Um, the GOP look less competitive. So that is to say, given the last two presidential elections, I'm not too keen on trusting the polls. Um, So at this point, um, it's anyone's guess, but historically speaking, the the facts on the ground right now would suggest a very strong performance by the GOP. Yeah, well, in fact, uh, CNN came out with a poll suggesting that swing states that there's a five-point advantage for the GOP. Now, that's from CNN, if you can imagine. So... And the other thing I'll su- yeah, the, the other thing I'll suggest, uh, William, is that uh, I think there's a lot of suppression of giving opinions to pollsters because right now we're entering this environment of kind of a police state. Where does who in the heck wants to admit they're su- <laughs> to, to a stranger that you're supporting, for example, a conservative? So 
it, it's a difficult environment, I think, for people to, but if finally people can go to the polls and express their opinion about what's going on with our government. That's the beauty of our secret ballot. I mean, here, here. And I will just note one thing to your point. Um, you know, my previous employer, Cato, they had issued a very influential study. Um, I think it was a year and a half ago, but it was about just what you spoke of, which is this: what is becoming increasingly common in American society and public life, this sort of self-censorship, whereby people you know, are afraid to articulate their true viewpoint just because they think um, the people they're talking to are going to jump all over them. So that is a legitimate problem. And, you know, again, that, that is the sort of thing that our, our system was designed to defeat or to, you know, to, work, to work around. Yeah. Um, that is the secret ballot. So let's suppose we have this red wave or a majority and uh, Senate in the House. Uh, you know, we have this period between November the 8th and when uh, January 1st or 2nd when the uh, uh, new legislators come in. What are your thoughts? Well, yes, so you're referring to what's known as the lame duck period. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's actually a great deal that's going to be on Congress's plate during the lame duck period. So we've spoken before about how um, just recently Congress kicked the spending can down the road another month or so. So in December, um, you know, government, the, 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 the money's going to run out. Um, mm-hmm. So they're going to have to pass a spending bill. Um, there's also uh, a major defense spending bill that's must pass. Um, but the long and short of it is this. Uh, due to these large bills being there, um, there's this opportunity, potentially, this sort of sinister opportunity, whereby during a lame duck, if the D's got shellacked, if the Democrats got shellacked um, in the midterm elections, um, there have been reports. I mean, it was Politico reported eight days ago um, that the Democrats might go for broke. Um, that is, they might try to just jam their entire agenda um, down the throat of Americans um, and by dispensing with any procedural protections, and that is in particular the filibuster. So that's something to keep an eye on, mm. um, just both because we've got these major bills teed up and also because, um, again, this sort of new political reality where um, it's, it's always go for broke. Um, so, again, something to look out for that could be a, an unfortunate um, uh, side effect to a red wave would be a, a potentially a very busy and progressive lame duck session for this 118th Congress. Yeah, you got to love those Democrats. Stick it to the constituents. <laughs> <laughs> hey, before I let you go, uh, one again, hey, what's going to happen here with this $500 billion student debt cancellation plan that Biden is, uh, yeah, I understand he's making uh, some changes and so forth, but uh, this is being challenged in court. What are your thoughts? It's outrageous. So um, I'm, I'm proud to note that uh, Pacific Legal Foundation, we filed uh, a class action complaint that challenges this whole thing in a, a district court, federal district court in Indiana earlier this week. This thing is outrageous. This is a half trillion dollar policy. Um, the president is basing it on this 2003 law, the HEROES Act, that was clearly meant to only benefit veterans, active duty military personnel and their families. Um, the, the Biden administration, this blatantly illegal policy, they're trying to keep it out of the courts with a pretty insidious ploy, which is they're trying to implement the policy before they release it. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it's sort of like how Pelosi described uh, Democrats had uh, passed the bill before they could read it. Um, but uh, they're basically doing this on the fly via website announcements as opposed to the normal uh, notice and comment procedures that any such major policy would go through that that are inclusive of the public. Um, So this is an outrage. Um, They're doing everything in their power to avoid judicial review, to avoid getting into courts because they know it's blatantly illegal, and we're doing everything in our power to hold their feet to the fire. Well, good for you. I really appreciate that effort from the uh, Pacific Legal Foundation. I read that uh, Biden's 99 executive orders have a price tag of $1.5 trillion to the American voters and to the American public. So we need to see some changes, William. uh, The Pacific Legal Foundation, does it have a a website? Oh, heck yeah, we do. uh, Please check us out at pacificlegal.org pacificlegal.org. William, always appreciate your commentary here in the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me on, Bob. My pleasure indeed. All right, coming up, I'm going to visit with Brian Gamble from the America Project. That and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned. 
Bob Harton Show here on the Bob Harton Broadcasting Network. You have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Finish what you started with a Hodges University wheel. You can complete your bachelor's degree in as little as one year with your previously earned credits. What's the wheel? It's a customized bachelor's degree in organizational management. Learn about and apply the business, management, and leadership skills you need to advance your career. You can get unmatched educational experience with classes held once a week on campus in Fort Myers, in Port Charlotte, or Naples. You'll be immersed in classes taught by professors with real-world experience in the areas of business, management, and leadership. This degree can be applied to all areas of professional career. Learn more by calling 239-938-7700. That's 239-938-7700. Or visit Hodges.edu. Stay near and go far with Hodges University. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harton. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. We're providing you news and commentary rooted in a commitment to individual liberty, personal responsibility, limited government, and the rule of law. Coming up, we're going to visit with Megan Rose, the CEO of Better Together. Right now we have with us Brian Gamble. He is with the America Project. Brian, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Bob. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Brian. I hope you are as well. Yes. Outstanding. So, Brian, uh, tell us, that's so impressed with, uh, I went through the website, so impressed with the America Project. Maybe you can tell us about it. So the America Project was, you know, we were under the water for a while, so a lot of people are kind of surprised when they find out that we've been around for a little while. But uh, we were were pretty much um, the prime supporters of the Maricopa, Arizona election audits. So election integrity election auditing, things like this. This is the, you know, the, the bread and butter of the America Project. Uh, if you go to our website, theamericaproject.com, you'll see that we're kind of shifting into that sprint into the midterms. So you know, we're, we're now getting more focused. Uh, we've been getting focused on getting people to be poll workers, poll watchers. Um, one of the statistics that really blew us away when we were analyzing national data uh, was the lack of Republicans that were actually involved in the election process. And it seemed to be something that the Democrats understood that this was one of the primary things that they've been trying to do for many years was flood, you know, the, the, these positions with uh, like-minded Democrats. So, so that was another one of our key initiatives is getting people to register to be poll watchers, poll workers, observe uh, give them the tools for training, give them the tools to report things. So, yeah, if you go to the website now, you will see that uh, Tim Meisberger, who is the director of what we call Eagle Operation Eagle's Wings, which was our initiative, um, talks about it, and then people can still, to this day, get involved. Um, now, it may be a little late for some folks to get in to be poll workers because those positions have been filled, but still there are tools there that can help you kind of as a see something, say something tool set. But it's very important you know, for all of us to be not only showing up on Election Day to vote, um, but to be involved in the election process. Uh, no question, Brian. In fact, I watched the video. It's very impressive, and I encourage our listeners to go to uh, America Project. It's, it's at AmericaProject.com. Yes. AmericaProject.com. So, Brian, here we are, less than four weeks uh, to the election. And uh, what's the game plan? What, what, are your, what are your thoughts and what are you working on right now? We're still working on getting out the vote initiatives, especially for those with uh, low propensity voters is kind of a target 
demographic for us. So those that have uh, registered, you know, whatever party, but just don't vote for whatever reason. So so we are heavy, heavily involved in get, you know, reaching out to that group, you know, get out the vote efforts because, you know, I think the issues of inflation is the biggest, I'll just say the red pill yeah. to the American population that, you know, something isn't right with our country. Wow, it sure has changed drastically and quickly. So so I think a lot of people are, are you know, kind of coming out of their caves, rubbing their eyes and thinking, oh, my gosh, what happened to my country? And we're, we're trying to get into, the, you know, in front of them and saying, well, this is what happened and this is how you fix it. So, you know, we picked it at the at the at the, uh, the the poll. So, you know, that's the primary goal, the sprint to the midterm election now that we're, what, 24 days out. And, um, you know, we're seeing a lot of successes. But at the end of the day, the ultimate measure is do people, you know, get out and vote. But uh, that's that's our primary mission. We've got we've got a couple of initiatives. Uh, if you go to the website, you'll see this at the top, but it's called electionobserver.us. You know, that's our see something, say something information, yeah. um, you know, forms and stuff, pe- thing, things people can do on the day of the election if they have witnessed something. We also had a one more mission dot com, which, you know, the, the, the crazy lefties in the media say, oh, you're recruiting veterans, you know, like to intimidate people at the polls. It's like, well, no, it's actually the opposite, you know. So, you know, it's, it's calling veterans and, you know, police to, to get involved, you know, our mission, which, you know, is to make sure that we have free and fair elections and that if we see something, we'll say something. But, um, you know, so we have many initiatives across primarily nine states, but it is a true 50-state effort. Um, But being a small organization like ours, you know, we do want to tend to focus on, because you don't have to steal all 50 states to steal an election. You know, you only got to steal a few key states. When I say steal... You know, people, people, you know, could think what they want, but we know for a fact because people are being prosecuted and in prison for this. But, you know, whether it's ballot harvesting or, you know, people doing illegal activities to, to, to try to sway an election, you know, that's that's, you know, something that we're we're against, obviously. And, and, and we try to protect our, our, our and, and make sure our elections are transparent, which they should be. Absolutely, Brian. And now this is my intuition. I think there have been some polls uh, verifying this, but I think there's a lot more enthusiasm and commitment from conservatives right now to get to the polls than there are with uh, Democrats and progressives uh, who are less enthusiastic. How do you get to these people? How are you, how are you finding out? In other words, how do you get people to be aware and uh, to, to bring them into the fold? Do you do it through advertising or telephones or what are you doing? Yeah, we've done everything from uh, digital ad buys uh, for for you know online digital ad buys. We we've got ten foot by twenty foot mobile uh, billboards that we've acquired, um, huh. driving through key states. You know, uh, trying to get people to to give them the information. Um, we we go to events. We have people out in the communities. You know, knocking on doors. Um, you know, emails, you know, we, we email lists, uh, people, but like I said, I think, I think we're seeing so much success with this outreach primarily because, you know, people's lives are being impacted by, by the price of, you know, gas or by the price of, you know, you know uh, food yeah. and stuff like that. So it really has, you know, I'd like to take, a, we're, we would like to take a lot of credit for all the, you know, the, 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 the outreach we got going on right now, which is very positive, but, you know, realistically, people are being impacted and they want to know why is it changed and how do we fix it? Well, you, you fix it by getting these people, you know, in office, out of office. So they, they understand that. Well, Brian, I just must say, I just genuinely appreciate the effort of the America Project. It's, I think you're doing great work. That along with the, the precinct captains and uh, the work that's being done, Steve Bannon and the others. I mean, I mean you think this, the whole notion of, of uh, getting people out, getting them to vote and to, to correct the problems that we have, I think this, is, this is just a critical, what we'll call a strategic inflection point in the history of the American people. We have to win this election. That is so true. And it's like, you know, it's like the apocalyptic movie 2012. You know, the monk, 
being, you know, hitting that big bell with a log because the Himalayas are being hit by a tsunami. You know, it's like Tulsi Gabbard is the person hitting the bell, yeah. right? Ah. You know, she's been saying for a long time, these these leftist progressives are taking over the Democratic Party. What are you guys doing just sitting there and letting them do this? You know, and, and the end result is her leaving her party, which, you know, the writing was on the wall. But, you know, it's a true bipartisan effort. You know, we it, I, I never thought I would want the days of, you know, Bill Clinton Democrats back. Bill Clinton couldn't even touch and you know the Democratic Party in an election, they would vote him out quicker than he could blink. But you know, it, there there were times where Democrats and Republicans can enter into the you know arena of ideas and disagree, but come out you know you know uh, you know where we're not at each other's throats or throwing people in D.C. gulags for the, you know exercising their First Amendment rights. This stuff is insane. What we're what, you were, you know, Steve Bannon, like what they're doing to Steve or, you know, trillion dollar verdicts against Alex Jones. I mean, it's we've just gone to a place that is not what America is supposed to be about, you Absolutely. know, whether we disagree or agree on, you know, a policy or whatever. But now it's getting into a, into a dangerous territory to where, oh my God, we could wake up to a nuclear war tomorrow. We don't know because that's how bad this administration has run this country. And, 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 you know, you speak up and out against it, you risk losing everything, losing yeah. your freedom. Well, I'll tell That's you. not the America we're all used to. Exactly. And, Brian, I, you know, because uh, we're getting close to the election, if people are wondering, what can I do to make sure that uh, and to make a difference? Go to americaproject.com, americaproject.com, and uh, be an observer. Just uh, participate. Find out about the tools that you can do, have to, uh, to make a difference. Brian, I really appreciate your commentary here on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Bob. Thank My, you to your listeners. All right, all right. Thank you so much. All right, coming up, we're going to visit with Megan Rose. This is such an impressive story. Uh, I'm looking forward to uh, introducing you to Megan. If you're not familiar with Better Together, we're going to do that and more right here in the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Finish what you started with a Hodges University wheel. You can complete your bachelor's degree in as little as one year with your previously earned credits. What's the wheel? It's a customized bachelor's degree in organizational management. Learn about and apply the business, management, and leadership skills you need to advance your career. You can get unmatched educational experience with classes held once a week on campus in Fort Myers, in Port Charlotte, or Naples. You'll be immersed in classes taught by professors with real-world experience in the areas of business, management, and leadership. This degree can be applied to all areas of professional career. Learn more by calling 239-938-7700. That's 239-938-7700. Or visit Hodges.edu. Stay near and go far with Hodges University. Do you suffer from joint pain in your shoulders, hips, or knees? I was suffering from debilitating pain in my knees. On a referral, I saw Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine. He successfully treated my symptoms and pain for several months. Finally, having exhausted all alternatives for pain management, Dr. Markovich and I agreed that surgery was my best alternative. Dr. Markovich replaced both of my knees in 2006, and I now have full range of motion in both knees, and I have no pain. I now now play golf and exercise free of debilitating pain in my knees. Don't suffer needlessly with joint pain. Call orthopedic surgeon Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine at 482-5399. That's 482-5399. He did a great job for me and he'll help you too. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the Foundation for Government Accountability, creating policies and programs, among other things, to get able-bodied folks off of welfare and back to work. It's a moral imperative, and you can find out more by visiting the website, thefga.org. 
Coming up, we're going to be uh, visiting with uh, Larry Bell, professor at the University of Houston. Right now, we have with us Megan Rose. She is the CEO of Better Together. Megan, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me on. My pleasure, Megan. Tell us about Better Together. So Better Together is a privately funded nonprofit that has a mission to come alongside families and keep kids out of foster care by connecting them to community and jobs. And we do this all through local churches and volunteers by caring for kids short term while their parents work through a crisis. Um, We do job fairs at churches. Um, and we provide mentorship and advocacy for families that are just struggling. A terrific organization. And I must say, yeah, kids sometimes getting trapped, and I'm going to call it in the foster care program, when their family's in crisis, maybe uh, losing a home, losing a job, uh, yeah, drugs, whatever it might be. And uh, it's just a terrific program. I can hear some little voices in the background, Megan. How many kids are you taking care of right now? Oh, I have my four kids this morning. Okay. <laughs> we don't have any extras, but we've had about 20, actually 23 kids over the last four years in our home. So tell us about the process. You have a, f- a family that's in crisis. What happens? Um, so I'll give an example. Um, just recently, due to the hurricane, um, there is a lot of families that were already struggling before the hurricane. Um, and there's an area of mobile homes up in Suncoast Estates that got hit really hard. And we have a family that we encountered, um, and they have environmental hazards. Their trailer has mold growing in it. It has holes in the roof. It has a tree on one side, and they have nowhere safe that their kids can go to while they work to clean up their trailer. So Better Together is hosting the children short-term. Um, and then we have a team of volunteers helping this family get their trailer as safe as they can so the kids can safely return. Well, that's just amazing. And in the meantime, uh, this relationship develops between the, the family who's taking care of the kids. And in, in many cases, they ter- end up with a long-lasting and, and mentoring relationship. That is the whole purpose of what we're doing is they say it takes a village, and it really does. Families need a village. Families need community. And when families are isolated and they're not working, that's when children get hurt and that's when families end up being torn apart. And so we identify that and we're connecting these families to community and jobs and surrounding them with a village. You would be amazed with how many people in our community that when a crisis hits, they have nobody that they can call to come and support them. So we're creating a world where everybody has somebody to call. Um, when they go through a crisis or a difficult season of their life. And you're doing this through uh, churches. You know, they introduce the program to the churches. Families can uh, e- express interest in, in supporting the cause and end up becoming mentoring families. Yeah, we believe that the church and volunteers are one of the least leveraged but most powerful forces in America. Mm-hmm. So we work with churches to recruit volunteers. And we believe that they are so relevant to be able to meet the needs of their community. And so we have a very small team, but we leverage hundreds of volunteers and churches to help us fulfill our mission. Now, I know this is very active, um, better together here in uh, the local area. Uh, How far is the outreach? How far does it reach in the United States? Better Together is in 27 counties in Florida where we do our foster care prevention program, um, Better Families, and then our Better Jobs program is in 21 different states, and that program has actually helped over 38,000 job seekers since 2016. Wow, amazing story. Megan, uh, tell us about uh, the jobs program. Um, Our jobs program is really helping people be able to get connected to jobs in a way that's humanizing. It really humanizes the job seeking process. So we partner with churches to host job fairs. We actually did one yesterday, a hurricane relief job fair in Fort Myers. And it just helps people come and then get encouraged. We have volunteer job coaches. They get encouraged. They build their confidence. They introduce them to employers. We create this culture of celebration where people feel appreciated. We are not just helping them find a job, but we're finding out what other additional things do you need. And so 
it's incredible to see these job fairs. Um, you know, pe- we have this bell. People ring it when they get a job, and the whole room just claps. Um, yeah. And that's been really critical here in Southwest Florida is so many people instantly lost their jobs as a result of the hurricane. So we saw this really um, critical gap. And so we put a job fair together within four days. Um, And we had over 150 people turn up yesterday and almost all of them had a job or an interview scheduled. Isn't that amazing? Just fantastic results. And this whole coaching thing, people who have been very discouraged and have been on the job market for a long time have almost given up. And, uh, you know, they get a coach. Somebody says you should look people in the eye, about your handshake, the whole thing. Giving them encouragement while at the job fair. And, of course, this makes all the difference in terms of uh, helping people to make a good impression and to, to get that job. It makes a world of difference. Because if you think about it, it's a lot of people, they don't know what they don't know. Mm -hmm. Or if they've been rejected over and over again, that really, you know, hurts your self-confidence. So our job coaches are really critical in this process. And as a result of that job coaching, you know, people are getting hired on the spot. They are getting interviewed. Um, 60% of our job seekers get hired within six weeks of the job fair. Isn't that amazing? So, Megan, uh, I'm sure we've got listeners right now who say, boy, this sounds really interesting. I'd like to get involved somehow. How can we support your efforts? Um, You can support us by going to our website, and you can either give help by volunteering. um, You can give financially. Um, We're privately funded, and we are driven by volunteers. So we need more people and more resources because the needs in our community um, and nationally are tremendous. But we are going to fix that, but we can't do it alone. We need um, people to come alongside and support our mission. And and your website? It's www.bettertogetherus.org. Bettertogetherus.org. Check out the website again. Megan Rose, <laughs> amazing. It's I, I think did you? I think you mentioned you had twenty kids that you've had in your home. Kids that are not your children, but in order to support families making a crisis, a transition crisis, and uh, uh, you're really walking the walk or walking the talk. So, Megan, I really appreciate you coming on the show. Oh, no. Thank you so much for having me. It's always an honor. Thank you so much, Megan. And again, bettertogetherus.org, bettertogetherus.org. Check it out. All right, coming up, we're going to visit with Larry Bell, endowed professor at the University of Houston in space architecture. He wrote a book about it, Architecture is Beyond Boxes and Boundaries, My Life by Design, which is a terrific read. He's also an endowed professor at the University of Houston in space architecture. And uh, an author, he writes uh, columns for Newsmax. We're going to do that and more right here in the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Do you have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Blue Provence Restaurant is a favorite dining destination for many Neapolitans, including Linda and myself. Blue Provence, located in a historic building in the heart of Old Naples at Creighton Cove, offers a mix of French bistro cooking with bold, fresh Floridian flavors. Experience award-winning cuisine at Blue Provence and enjoy one of Florida's most extensive, eclectic, and fun wine cellars. Dining your choice of the popular Eden Bar, the intimate courtyard garden, or the beautiful Provencal Caribbean dining room. Enjoy a wonderful and memorable evening in a casual and relaxed atmosphere then 
includes a taste of Provencal hospitality. Blue Provence is open seven days a week, all year round. Visit BlueProvenceNaples.com for reservations, everyday specials, and coming events. That's BlueProvenceNaples.com or call 261-8239. That's 261-8239. Blue Provence French Restaurant in the heart of Old Naples. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harton. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. Here in the commercial for Blue Provence. Well, it was decimated by uh, he, Ian came through and uh, just a lot of storm surge. So uh, the, right now the restaurant is uh, going under uh, reconstruction and uh, re- improvement. But uh, it's going to be a little while since you, until you can be able to have a reservation at Blue Provence. Beautiful restaurant, by the way. But uh, the wine store is still open, and of course, it's one of the best in the world with one of the highest and, and uh, ratings uh, by the wine spectator. So uh, visit the wine store at Blue Provence. All right, we have with us uh, D- Dr. Uh, Professor Larry Bell, endowed professor at the University of Houston. He's also the author of many books, 12 books, his latest, Architectures Beyond Boxes and Boundaries. Professor, thank you so much for joining us. Well, it's always a pleasure. Sorry you went through such a terrible time in Florida. Well, thank you, Professor. I mean, we're all working hard to survive it. Thank goodness we've got great leadership with our governor and with we've got uh, good people here in Cuyahoga County who are doing everything in their power to make things better for everybody. And we, certainly there's a lot of folks that had a w- lot worse than we did, but uh, uh, very grateful that uh, we're healthy and alive. So, And uh, talking to you today, Professor. Well, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, you write your column uh, on point for Newsmax.com, and the latest one, after November, Biden family dealings on GOP docket. Maybe you can tell us about it. Yeah, I think it's been a lot of changes uh, when the, uh, uh, hopefully flip the uh, Congress, both the House and the Senate, but even the House would be very significant. And uh, I think that we... uh, there's been a whole lot of pent-up issues that haven't been able to get out of these investigation committees you know, that the uh, Republicans have had on, on a whole host of issues, you know, everything from the COVID background and Anthony Fauci and, uh, you know, the a lot of the uh, FBI activities that seemed uh, rather political and... Uh, and I think a big one on the docket is going to be the foreign influence peddling that we that we're aware of now with with Hunter Biden and Jim Biden, and you know there's this Delaware investigation going on this this court that's been looking into something like 150 or more suspicious activity reports. Mm-hmm. On the part of of um, Hunter Biden and some involved his his uncle Jim as well, and uh, you know the question of whether anything's going to come of that. Now we've got a pretty good indication that there's going to they're going to get him for a tax beef, you know, and uh, pretty big beef at that. It's, you know, it's, you know, millions of dollars. And also the uh, illegal gun position purchase, but uh, you know the question is whether this has got to go to uh, the prosecutors have to decide to to indict, and then you've got Attorney General Merrick Garland has got to, I guess, give it blessings if they're going to proceed. And of course, Joe can pardon his son. So the question is, does he just get a Slap on the wrist, you know, and a little fine, and and they hope it, hope the whole thing goes away, and use this as a pretense to seal the documents and so on. But but there's another, uh, you know, if if the if the House flips, and the Oversight Committee chairmanships change, the same in the Senate, it's going to be a very very big deal mm-hmm. because. Uh, you can better believe that they're going to 
gloves with this case. And it's not so much, I think, about Hunter Biden and, 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 and so on, but it's really, this is a, a colossal uh, national security issue. Right. Because it involves, you know, very some very uh, murky people in China and, and, and you know, of course, Ukraine and, and a whole lot of other countries. And most recently, and I've written a couple articles on this, uh, and I actually have one coming out again today, this Tony Bulinski, who was Hunter's partner, has come forth. Mm-hmm. And valid, validated, you know, we've, he certainly validated the uh, stuff on the laptop and the 10% cut for the big guy and that sort of thing. And he was on Tucker Carlson, Carlson uh, a week or so ago, and he was talking about how, how they even defrauded him out of his share. They just rewrote a contract on the CEFC deal with China. Which, which he thought was a legitimate deal, and then they, after they, uh, after they pushed it through, they simply transferred the whole contract to to uh, an account that Hunter Biden controlled. So yeah. it's it's really really uh, a lot of nasty stuff, and and I think Ron Johnson and Senator Grassley and others are going to be very interested in this. Looks like Ron Johnson has a good chance of of, of, of surviving in Wisconsin. Yeah, I sure hope he does. I do too. You know, uh, in fact, uh, the gun charges and the tax charges; those are very serious issues. But it's kind of like throwing a bone uh, to uh, to take the uh, and deflect the interest away from what is really selling out America with the president of the United States selling influence to the communist Chinese, among others. Latest thing, I can't even believe this. I mean, we, we apparently have some technology, very modern technology on battery storage. And uh, one of the things stipulates that uh, we can't give this out to anybody. Like uh, We have to uh, make sure that it doesn't go to the communist Chinese. They gave the technology to the communist Chinese at no cost and broke. <laughs> this, is, this is treason. I just don't understand it. Well, I think there's, yeah, there's some. There's some things that uh, are contemporary, you know. Uh, Tony Bobulinski was talking about things that were happening when when uh, Biden was uh, running for president, where he, you know, after he was vice president. And then there's also the, you know, all the episodes with uh, Hunter going on Air Force Two to Beijing and coming yeah. back with a billion and a half dollar uh, deal with the. Uh, Bank of China, which is controlled and so on. But more recently, here we have this, this energy uh, uh, shortage, and uh, Biden's been selling oil out of the uh, uh, Strategic Petroleum Reserve. Right. But there's a, a big chunk of that oil that went to China. Yeah. And, and worse, it went to a, it went to through an organization. That Hunter was, had been connected with, and there's controversy whether whether he still has a stock interest in this, and uh, so we have that going on. And then the and, and then uh, Biden cancels the China initiative, or whatever it's called. You know the the uh, Trump Trump had had this uh, uh, this uh, rule about preventing Chinese spying. Yeah. And now we now we're hearing that, you know, China has spied and they've gotten into some of our our nuclear uh research. And uh so it's uh I I wonder, you know, when you know hopefully we we take the Congress back. There's gonna be wall to wall investigations going on. Sure will. Well, it's, it'll be nice to get people who really work in supporting the American people back in office. And uh, uh, certainly, uh, I'm sure that, that uh, Biden and others are not looking forward to uh, these investigations. But finally, we'll have some real investigations going on in Capitol Hill. Again, Professor Larry Bell, 
the, the latest book, Architectures Beyond Boxes and Boundaries, My Life by Design. And also uh, check out Newsmax.com, uh, Professor Bell's columns on On Point, it's called. Professor, always appreciate your commentary here on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Well, I'm so glad you uh, got through that that hurricane. It's got my son's name on it, Ian. So uh, uh, I thought Ian was a, a better soul than that. But uh, anyway. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Professor. Well, that's a wrap here in today's show. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, on Monday, we're going to have, as usual, Mark Schulman, the founder and publisher of HistoryCentral.com, will be getting up-to-date global news. We'll also visit with Larry Read the President Emeritus of the Foundation for Economic Education. Always appreciate your comments on the show. You can send me an email at bobharden at hotmail.com. If you enjoy the show, tell your friends. That's one of the ways we get the, the word out and support our sponsors. I hope you make it a great day and weekend on the Paradise Coast or wherever you are. Namaste. so much for listening to the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. For more information and audio files of previous shows, visit www.bobharden.com. <laughs>